0: For too many years, families of children with devastating illnesses have felt helpless as they watch their child suffer. Today, they're taking matters into their own hands, and finally finding relief, treating their child with cannabis. This is One Family's Story.
1: Welcome to another episode of Love Love and Cannabis. Cannabis. I am Nina Simmons.
0: And I am Osiris Steffen.
1: And we are the proud parents of
0: Aiden Steffen. Well, we're talking about in reference to um, meal planning, dieting. Uh, I don't like to use the word diet because of the fact that the idea of dieting kind of gives you this perception that, okay, everything is controlled. It is and it isn't. Uh, especially when you're dealing with a child like um, in our situation. As you think about it, you're dealing with a two-and-a-half, three-year-old who's going through some, you know, challenges, you know, with the epilepsy. So there are things that you may think that he may or may not eat. But fortunate for us that we had gotten started early in his diet, his meal planning, I'm sorry, his meal planning was that uh, when he was a year-and-a-half, when he was able to start chewing food, I was preparing most of them because I was a stay-at-home dad at the time. And so I would basically make all his spinach, his broccolis his fruits, uh, water, uh, he, he didn't drink juice. I mean, we barely gave him juice because he really wasn't a fan of juice, but he drank water and definitely breastfed. He was breastfed to at least he's two and a half. I was very supportive of that idea. And um, there was a lot that went into that. It wasn't just a matter of him having breast milk prepared. There was a whole factor that came into that, and I will get into that in a minute. But preparing his daily meals, was an undertaking. And what was fortunate for us was the fact that I was going through my own health issues at the time. So I was responsible basically for the food shopping. I was responsible for basically maintaining the home. So it was a role reversal, as you can say. And I went into the idea like, okay, I need to lose weight, but at the same time, I need to get my family healthy. So I went through all the cabinets. I did an inventory of the cabinets. What was in the cabinets? What food did we did eat or what we didn't eat and what we didn't need? To have in our menu, so I decided. To, you know what? Throw everything out and start from scratch. My wife was like, thought I was crazy. You know, Nina thought I was like out of my mind when I did that. But I was like, we got to start from scratch because there's things that we're just not paying attention to because we're accustomed to getting it. And I think we started getting happy because of our work schedule of just buying food that was convenient and fast, but yet not healthy. It lacked the you know nutrition, the value that it did. So. You know, it was one of those things that, you know, it's like, hey, we can heat it up quick. and But I think because of that situation, it also helped us to be mindful of the food we ate. And now with our son and his situation, that really helped us really understand, like, food really is a key part in our overall wellness. That being said, one of the things that we were introduced was the ketogenic diet uh, through our dietitian we were working with at the time. And which Nina can get into in more details. But before doing that, there was some certain aspects of our whole planning, which was a challenge for me to deal with, and which was during the breastfeeding time. So I don't mean to go off, you know, off schedule, as you would say in reference to our podcast. But as a man, you know... There were times where you felt like, "Hey, you know, <laughs> a year and a half." No, no, seriously, no, no, seriously. Let's be serious, because as a man, there were times where you come home and you're ready to breastfeed, you're swollen, and I'm sitting there like, "Hey, I'm here," but all that was for him. So it was something you. It was challenging as a man to see that, but understanding later what that meant and what you were going through your body. So. Knowing that, I was like, okay, I had to be supportive. I had to be more, you know, think of the family as more than this, the male individual needs and passions, desires, where that your body at the time was not meant for that. It was meant for taking care of Aiden. It was for feeding and nourishing him. It's not just a matter of pleasure or just, you know, feeling my needs or our needs, but it was more or less, again, taking care of Aiden. So. This whole thing that we were going through was really new to us. You know, this is our first time being parents. It's our first child. And so there was a lot of things that, you know, as we're going through, we just needed to understand. And at the time, it was a challenge. It was just that because we had to overcome, especially from a male perspective, there was things I had to overcome. And that was my own personal needs over the family, especially my son and his development and him and that. So... Yes, men, for you men out there who are looking to become parents or, you know, become your father, there are some things that you're going to face and that you're going to have to put aside and help support your wife um, as you go through this stage. But to go back to Nina and the ketogenic diet and what we dealt and what we faced with and that.
1: Okay, so... We, in when we were trying to get the sweet spot in terms of his dosing, we did try this thing uh, called the ketogenic diet. And it's become uh, very popular for people right now when they're trying to lose weight. I've seen a lot of people say they lost 30 pounds off this diet. However, it is very, it's used a lot in the epilepsy community to help with seizures. So when you have a child and you want to start the ketogenic diet with them at first you need your doctor's approval you need to get a prescription from your doctor and then you'll go to a certified ketogenic nutritionist this nutritionist is certified in administering and guiding patients on this diet so you, we went we went to the doctor's this nutritionist and she basically started us off and she, there's a different ratio you can start off. So there's a 4 to 1, 3 to 1. a four. To, it basically what the ratio means is basically the amount of fat to protein or carbohydrates. So Aiden's got off on a 4 to 1 ratio, which means 4% of his meal had to be fat. And then the rest, um, the 1 had to be uh, either protein or carbohydrates. So basically, the science behind this is unclear. Somehow, it really, really helps for a lot of um, kids. It really works. It, it uh, change is life-changing. And they still don't really know, like the researchers don't really know why. Um, the theory is that your body's now working on fat versus sugar. So it just basically fat is a better fuel for the brain than sugar is. So they're, they're saying that's why the, um, the seizures mitigate with that. So basically it's like putting the premium gas versus, you know, the regular, I don't know, they still don't really know, but like I said, it has been life changing for a lot of kids. So with Aiden, we, we said, you know what, let's do this. You'll find when your child is sick, you'll do anything, literally anything, to make them feel better. So we did it. We got a scale. Shout out to my parents. Even my parents got a scale. So basically, you have to measure everything. So you, we were there measuring fruits. We were measuring bread. Basically, bread is basically a no-no, but he can have a little bit. We were measuring meat. So everything has to be so precise on this diet that we went nuts. We were looking at labels like in a different way. We were like, "Oh man, this has this much carbs. Like this has this much carbs. Fruit, fruit has so much carbs. Who knew? <laughs> you know? We find out that strawberries has the least amount of carbohydrates. So when in a diet, he was able to have more stro- strawberries than he could have a banana. Like bananas are basically off limits. So we we did that. We measured everything. We did the diet for about six months and that means we basically couldn't go out to eat we, we actually did go on vacation on the time we were on the diet and my parents um did the diet to a tea. they had the scale you have to measure everything out because everything has to be according to the ratio that the nutritionist gave you so basically every meal has to have way more fat than it does protein and carbohydrates
0: just to put it simply think of an expensive restaurant and they give you this little piece of meat and this little yeah. piece of potato and a whole lot of this glob that's just sitting there. That's what our son's meal was yeah. on a daily basis. It's just pure madness. In fact, the only thing he'd actually eat in abundance was pork rinds. Because it was yeah. high in fat... But low on, it had no carbohydrate. It actually has no, no carb, Yeah, no, no nutritional value whatsoever. But it has but, n-
1: no carbs.
0: But the fact that it had no carbs and it had fat. So he needed that for his brain. So if you're going to do this, God bless you. That's what I can say because <laughs> <laughs> it, it's rough.
1: I mean, if it works for us, it didn't give him enough, it didn't help him, actually. <laughs> so. Um actually I think it made him a little worse, but it made I, him angry. It and, made him cranky and because cranky, never, yeah.
0: He was hungry. He was angry. hungry. Because all the time he was asking for, you take him to a barbecue and it's like why would you torture me yeah. like this to bring me a barbecue? I can't have a burger, I can't have a hot dog. God forbid I can even have a sauerkraut, but yet want me at this barbecue. Yeah, so it so was sad as a kid.
1: Yeah, it was rough. It, if it helped him, like made him seizure free, then yeah. We would we'd would be doing it right now. But it didn't, so it wasn't the sacrifice wasn't enough for us to continue. So we did it for six months. After the seventh, or eighth month, we just continued because it was just too hard. But not to discourage anyone. Excuse me, not to discourage anyone, because some kids is life changing, and if it, it is life changing, then it's totally worth it. But for Aiden, it didn't really change the seizures much. Matter of fact, I remember there was a day where Osiris like like to give Aiden. Cheat days on his keto diet. Whenever I get a chance. It was bad. He had fries and some kind of chicken nuggets. And actually, he had less seizures that day. So I was like, okay. So I guess
0: <laughs> so that I guess
1: this diet isn't for him. But we did everything. And again, like I said, when you're desperate for your child to get better, we will try anything. And I'm not knocking this diet. It just didn't work for Aiden. But it works for a lot of kids. Um, but that's what I can say about like, diet is everything. So currently now, Aiden is just basically on a well-balanced diet. We do give him a lot of fat still, avocados, av- olive oil, Yeah, healthy, fats. Um, healthy fish healthy. oil. We know that he still needs a healthy fat for his brain. But what worked best for Aiden is to eat everything as much as he wanted. That really was helping him, um, not so much the ketogenic diet. So for him, he we still very much so give him a lot of vegetables. Uh, we try to buy organic as much as we can. Um, he does eat meat, um, but we try to make sure that it's grass fed. We expensive. go to yes, yeah, very expensive, <laughs> very expensive. We go to a butcher in Harlem to get um, a lot of his meats, but it is worth it to us.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, not to take away from the cost that it was, but I mean, the benefits outweigh the cost, as they would say. Uh, it does take some patience. It does. It, it evolves you as a as a parent and as an individual, especially when you take it for granted, when you're uh, going shopping, you are just like, oh, I, I'm accustomed to getting this, I'm accustomed to that. But when you know that you're looking for the most nutritional value wise meal, you start to scrutinize every ingredient you look into, it, especially when you know that certain ingredients can actually trigger the seizures. And one of the things that we picked out was that um, certain soy products and certain um, oil products in a let's say a bag of chips or in the food, which is a lot, kind of triggers his seizures. We noticed that it exacerbated his seizures. Like, what was the one that was, what was, you know, that one particular ingredient that we saw? Was it corn oil or was it... Uh, it was
1: lechin. We didn't... Lechin oil. I don't know if I'm even pronouncing it. I, lectin or lectin, lectin. I don't know was if it I'm... it
0: L-E-C-T-I-N? I think it was a L-E-C-T-H-I-N.
1: No, but I don't, I don't know. I, it, okay, I'm not pronouncing it correctly, but there it was soy lechin, or lechin that... Um, not so much triggered his seizures, but interacted with the CBD oil that he was taking, and it caused him to metabolize the CBD oil much faster, and in that he wasn't getting as much as he needed. So basically, as so, a in,
0: in result, he got seizures, correct? Yeah.
1: Okay. So um, just watch out for some additives in your yeah. foods, y'all. But yes. um.
0: But there was another ingredient, too. There was another type of oil that we saw that we wanted to prevent. Because, I mean, it was almost in every bag of chips. It was almost in every food. Oh,
1: sunflower oil.
0: Yes. But I don't know. Sunflower oil is, is not, not bad for you? But it's not the greatest when you're combining with other oils. I mean, there's a, there's a saturation. I don't know.
1: So I know for it's another thing that helps speed the metabolism up. But I know some people, some there were some articles that people say sunflower oil is good for you. So that I can't, I don't know. Is a
0: mix? I mean, I mean, we've been avoiding it with Aiden.
1: We're only avoiding it with Aiden because it speeds is what it does with this, it interacts. It's not a good interaction with CBD. So I don't know how it is if you're not taking CBD. That I don't know.
0: Yeah, we don't know how it works in the body. So that's understandable. But with a child like who's on a CBD and at the same time has a fast metabolism. It's all those things you got to take into consideration. So if you're a parent and you have a child who's going through something, especially as epilepsy, and you're trying to figure out the meal plan, because I know it's already a challenge for some kids who even may be autistic and have seizures. Some of them don't like certain foods because of the way it tastes or because of the way the texture, because Aiden was like that for a while. There was certain textures he did not like. Meat was one of them, so I had to grind that into his food, his vegetables, which he ate with no problem. So that was a thing that we had to figure out. Like, how do we make sure that he gets everything that he needs in his meals, in his daily meals? But again, like I said, when you go shopping, you know, take it for granted, take things off the shelf that you're accustomed to having. But now we had to basically, like, micro, micromanage the meals that we brought into house and make sure that it had some nutritional value. And that, you know, we will be using it because there are some foods that, you know, you have sit on the shelf and then you're going through other things, other meals that you're preparing and totally forget that it's been there for a month, two months, three months. Our rule now is that if it's been in the cabinet fast two months, throw it out. It just serves no purpose. After two months, it's just no point. Just throw it out and start fresh. And the same thing in the refrigerator. If it's been there three days, four days, it just has to go because... Everything needs to be used and utilized at that time. And uh, I think that rule of thumb has been helping us. It also keeps the f- food fresh in our home. And also tries, uh, it also keeps us healthy as well. Uh, for the most part, now that Nina has taken that over, we collaborate on like what is it we need. So I'll do the inventory. I'll let her know what's there and what we need. And, uh, and we keep it in the communication because it's so important, especially with our work schedules. An aiding schedule in school. So I say communication is important and also documenting your meal plan. or not a meal plan, but if you are going to do a meal plan to document everything, what your intake is, especially your child's intake, if you're dealing with the child, because you you gotta be able to identify where the hiccups may be if you start to see certain things. If you see the seizures are active more in the day or in the evening, maybe it might have something with the food, maybe it has something to do with the lack of water. That was one of the things that we paid attention to was the water intake. You know, for his age, we had to figure, well, he had to take about 30 ounces. Now that he's older, he needs 50 ounces of water daily, and we have to make sure that he does that. It got to the point where we're using syringes just to make sure we met those requirements because dehydration can trigger seizures, overheating can trigger seizures, constipation can trigger seizures. So for us, we're like constantly on alert to make sure that all the things that he needs are being met. And uh, when you work with your two working parents, it's a challenge. It is definitely one of those things that you just have to at least keep your thumb on and try to be consistent. There are going to be some days where you're going to slack. There's going to be some days where you miss out on, and you will see it. But trying to keep consistent will help in the long run. What are your thoughts on that, Nina?
1: Yeah, consistency is definitely the key and not... And not giving up. So definitely take consideration the diet, what they're they're taking in. But yeah, just don't give up. And also when you're helping your child with food, you're not going to always see results right away. So I think that is it for this episode on our diet with Aiden. Yes. So I think next episode we're going to change it up.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh, um, boy. What do you want to change it up to? I
1: think we need to change it up. I think we're going to start talking about how cannabis has helped us as a couple.
0: Hold on a second. Can we talk about your sexy voice on the phone, on the radio right now? Because you just like, <laughs> I think we're just going to talk about cannabis and uh, how it's going to help us next week. I mean, really?
1: No, see, I have, okay, let me just talk about this. I have a deep voice hi
0: there
1: like a jazz voice harlem jazz artist so i i speak in very different levels so i'm gonna try to hide my deep voice and i'm so but this is me hi there and i have a very i'm like a tenor but anyway Maritime. so we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about us and how cannabis has helped us as a couple, because. It is not easy when you're dealing with all this and how cannabis we use cannabis to help with.
0: Communicate. How's that?
1: Our issues, basically.
0: We have issues. I didn't know we had issues.
1: Silence. Yeah. So yeah. So tune in.
0: We're communicating.
1: I don't know. So we're gonna, we're gonna. Tune in for next episode to hear something a little bit different and not so much about Aiden and kind of divulge a little bit more into our lives in terms of how we use cannabis. Thanks
0: for tuning in another episode of Love and Cannabis.
1: I'm Osiris Stephens And I'm Nina Simmons. Be strong. And stay empowered.